Coming up on this episode, we're joined by Daniel from the All Angels Podcast, Andrew from Angels Top Plays, this guy named John, hey. and this other dude named Mike. It's the Super Halo Brothers, a Los Angeles Angels Podcast, Season 2, Episode 5, the Super All Angels Top Plays Podcast, Part D. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Super Halo Brothers. My name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and, well, hey, John, that's my brother, John. (laughs) Well, hey, listen, we are going to be joined by Andrew from Angels Top Plays here in just a minute, as well as Daniel Garcia from Halo Haven and the All Angels Podcast, part two of the episode uh, coming your way here in just a minute. And we did part one on Tuesday. It was a great time hanging out with those guys, but we just wanted to introduce this episode and get you ready for it. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, if you missed part one, you can go and listen to the All Angels podcast right now on Spotify or on Apple, and we have a wonderful discussion about all sorts of really good things. We talk about the infield and the outfield. We talk about catching. We talk about starting pitching, and we're positive about the bullpen, which is still shocking to me, John. (laughs) That's right, and of course, we kind of see how each of those positions stack up against the rest of the AL West. And in this episode, we're going to do some predictions. We're going to do some over-unders. We're going to talk Shohei, Thor, Mike Trout, Rendon. We're going to make some season predictions. And of course, we've got some hot takes, some bold predictions. So that's that's all coming up here pretty soon. But before we get into all that, I just want to remind everybody that you can follow us at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and on Instagram. Easy to find at Super Halo Bros. You'll find us. We we look like Mario and Luigi on our profile pic. So I'm Luigi. Uh, you are actually, yeah, yeah. I'm the short and stout one. So <laughs> I'm I'm lean and mean, and when I jump, my legs wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can, can I bring something up with you while we're on the topic of social media? Yeah, please. <laughs> I, I made a huge mistake on Tuesday. Now we Big, all know if huge. if you're if you're an avid listener of the podcast, you know that I've never been thrilled with Jose Rojas. Never. Now. A caveat to that is I was thrilled with him coming out of spring training 2021. I was like, dude, this guy, he's going to be he's going to be something special. And he just didn't have a good start to the season. And then Madden kept putting him in the outfield. And I'm going, man, why? Why is he out there when we could have Joe Adele or Brandon Marsh? Now, obviously, with hindsight, those guys needed some more time. And this year, Jose Rojas has been raking in spring training. He will likely make the team as a backup infielder. And so it's a long running joke, right? We all know, yes. like, I'm I'm not serious. I I would never doubt anybody's talent. Like, wait a second. The... Wait a second. You said we. Okay. We, we all don't know, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that will lead so, to what you're about to say. <laughs> yes, correct. So uh, the, the lineup got tweeted out on Tuesday and I retweeted now just for the protection of those involved. Uh, Mike is rarely behind the... Super Halo Bros Twitter and Instagram. I'm usually sitting in the stands eating popcorn, watching it all unload and unfold in front of me. So you're not you're not in trouble in this one. It's it's all on me. So I'm accepting the blame here. So I retweeted the lineup card and I said Rojas in the outfield, blech, like yeah. with the the vomit emoji. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then the chaos ensued. Uh, I feel like friends and family of Jose Rojas saw my tweet and said, "Your podcast is blech, and you're blech, and you're terrible." And so. Uh, apologies to the friends and family of Jose Rojas. I meant no offense. I just think that him in the outfield is not a good idea. But uh, I had some fun. And uh, if if you were uh, thrown under the bus by me today, I just want to say it's all in good fun. Like it's we're just having a little heated exchange and it's all good. You know what, right? John? I'm going to come to your defense here because I am the older brother. And I am going to fight for you here. Okay. Listen, listen, you're a fan. That is short for fanatic, right? Sure. And fanatic people typically have all sorts of ridiculous takes. And so it's social media. Let's have ridiculous takes. At least it wasn't a (laughs) Facebook angel take, right? It's a Twitter (laughs) angel take. So whoever got upset with you, meet me outside by the monkey bars at noon. (laughs) I'm ready to go. Let's go. I'm ready to go. After, after I eat my PB&J. Matt, fire. Come on. <laughs> no, I just, I had a good laugh because I, I realized, I was like, oh, this is definitely people who know yes. Jose Rojas. Yeah. Their entire Twitter timelines were like, look what Jose did in AAA and look what Jose did in yeah. this game and that game. And so I went, 
Oh, I've, now I've, I've heard I've heard some family. Here's so a thought. I apologize for here's a family. thought. Yeah. What if what if Jose saw it <laughs> and then he texted his buddies and then they decided to come to his defense? That's Jose. And Jose. by the way, I, I did I did actually comment on that thread under my own Twitter account that I hardly you use. Did. And bold. I said, I like Jose Rojas. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You you aren't standing up for me at all. <laughs> oh. Well, sucks to be you. <laughs> Where's Daniel? Where's Andrew? Let's bring That's them right. In that's here. right. Come Let's on. get those guys in here. So uh, we're going to welcome them in right now. Let's get going. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are happy to welcome in Daniel Garcia from at Halo Haven and the All Angels podcast. And of course, our friend Andrew from Angels Top Plays. Gentlemen, come inside, take your shoes off, put your feet up on the couch. <laughs> Welcome to the Super Halo Bros. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me back on. Uh, again, the, the, the part one was so much fun, so I cannot wait for what this second part is uh, going to have. Yeah, super excited to get into predictions, excited to be on, and going into the second hours of this super, super, I uh, forget we called it, podcast. <laughs> the, uh, let me see let me see if i can do this right the super all angels top plays podcast there it is i love it that's there we go yep. trademarked, trademarked. <laughs> well i wanted to get into some predictions some over unders and just kind of uh discuss where we think the angels will land where some of the al west will land by the end of the season uh, we're obviously excited for the start of the season on Thursday against the Astros. We got Otani taking the mound, and I want to start with some over unders on Shohei Otani. Let's go. Uh, we we saw Alana Rizzo get dragged on Twitter the other day because she said <laughs> Otani couldn't be number one in MLB because he's a pitcher. Um, poor Alana, she just I think she would take that back in a heartbeat. Yeah, <laughs> a really bad take. <laughs> It's awful. <laughs> even even Chris Russo was dumbfounded. Flabbergasted. <laughs> he, he just stared like, uh-huh. <laughs> wait, 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 what happened? What Looks at his he, notes. Right? The king of bad takes is dumbfounded by a bad take from somebody else. <laughs> so let's get into Shohei Otani. And one of the first things I want to discuss is that he had 46 home runs last year as a hitter. Of course, we know he did double duty as a pitcher and hitter. But he had 46 bombs last season, and all of them were just insane. And I'm interested to hear your guys' take on this. What's the over-under this season? And I'm going to keep it at 46 because I think that that's an interesting benchmark. Let's start with Daniel. What's the over-under on Shohei Otani hitting 46 home runs this season? What do you think? Yeah, you even go back to last year. I remember doing like a prediction podcast like this, and I was like, oh, what do you think about 30? And I was like, well, you know, 30 is a big number. <laughs> then he just absolutely blew it out of the water with 46. And, you know, he's going to have more protection, you would think, this year with, with Trout and Rendon and all those guys. So, in theory, it's like you can put him on, or, you, you know, you can't really pitch around him because these guys are going to be heavy hitters behind him. So, mm-hmm. oh, man. 46, 46, such a big number. And it's like, if he hits 42, is that really a bad season? No, no. but it's still. <laughs> right. <under. laughs> right. Um, right. For that reason, though, I think I'm going to go under. But just because 46 is so big and it's just like, hey, if you have 43, 44 home runs, you're still going to have an MVP type of offensive production. Absolutely. But you're just not going to have 46. And that's there's no shame in that. So I'm going to say right. under, but just, I mean, barely. I like that. Andrew, what do you have? What do you have uh, on Otani? Over under 46 home runs for Shohei this season. Yeah, I am punching the over on this. And I'm honestly Mm. punching the over on on. a lot of his offensive stats because I think that there's a lot to gain from Shohei Otani in like a full, healthy Angels lineup with Mike Trout there, with Anthony Rendon behind him. I mean, the guy was getting walked almost every other, not every other at bat, but a lot (laughs) down kind of that August, um, September mark. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a point where he could be hitting dingers um, this year if, like, the Angels are, one, playing for something, and then, two, like, have a full healthy lineup. So um, I'm really hitting that over on a lot of his offensive stats. I love that. Mike, what do you you think? I think he ties Troy Gloss's Angels record this year. Come on! Because he said now that he doesn't have to worry about making himself yes, tired and yes. he can stay in the lineup like can he get better well we're going to see and i think <laughs> i think he gets to 50 home runs this year I love that. because he is going to 
have protection in the lineup, as you mentioned, but he's also not going to have to protect himself and make sure he doesn't wear himself out pitching on the mound. And that's a great point because I didn't even think about that because how many at-bats did he miss out on because he got taken out pitching-wise and he was done? true. Or even in the National League, right? Right, you're not going to have that issue this year with the Otani rule. Right. So what are you talking about? Like, what, 20, maybe 30 more at-bats, maybe, you know, just – Almost, I think almost sixty. Right, at, and so what? He's gonna most. hit. Yeah. yeah, I. You know what? Are you I'm changing change my mind? I might have to change my mind and go over just because he's gonna have a ton more opportunity. Yeah. I did not think, look at that Otani rule come into effect for one pitcher. It's a new game. I love it. You're I love right. it that they made a rule for him. Yeah, and everyone just knows it's the Otani rule. Mm-hmm. But right, <laughs> like he can have. Unfortunately, he can have the New York outing, but he's still gonna yeah. get four to five at bats. Right, yeah. and that's great. Huge. And so yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's going to have more plate appearances this year, which is scary. Right, yeah. right. And I'm really glad that that hit you because I was going to bring up the fact that he's going to be able to play every National League game as opposed to just one out of a three or four game series. And again, I think between between getting pulled early or getting out of the game by the seventh or what have you, and having all of those at bats at DH in the National League, I think he could easily get crazy, like you said, thirty to possibly sixty mm-hmm. more at yeah. bats this season. Listen, so I think we can be- all I think we can all agree that Daniel's takes are pretty pretty spot on. Like he's right. probably in the high nineties when it comes to <laughs> his accuracy. So for him to actually pivot and change his perspective. The that, new rules, man. I'm still getting used to it. That's a that's a move of God on this podcast. <laughs> These new rules, man. I'll tell you, I'm still getting used to them. But that's that's a great rule. Great rule. That's amazing. All right. So Shohei ended the season with a uh, 257 batting average last year, and some of that factored into kind of the last two months of the season. Just uh, struggled a little bit more at the plate which we might attribute to the health of the team, right? Not a lot of protection, getting pitched around, that sort of thing. Maybe even trying to do too much and carry the team. So he's at 257. What do you guys think? Mike, I'll start with you. Over under on Shohei batting 257 in 2022. I'm going to take the over because if you look at his batting average in previous years, he was in the 280 range, and I think mm-hmm. that that's where he's going to find himself again this year. So I'm going to say over on the on the batting average. I like it. Andrew, what do you think? Yeah, exactly. That's where he pretty much sat the entire year, that 270, 280 range, and then September was just depressing for the entire team. Um, <laughs> and so naturally, he, he, his, his numbers slipped a little bit. So I think um, in a team that's competing, he's sitting around that mark. And Daniel, how about you? Yeah, I was I was in agreement with Mike. I was going to say the same thing. I can easily see him batting 275, 282. Like somewhere in that kind of range, I can definitely yeah. see that, um, you know, he, you mentioned he doesn't have to worry about stressing himself out about I got to get on base or I got to hit an extra base hit here because mm-hmm. if I don't knock in the guy at second base, who's behind me, who's going to do it kind of deal. So, yeah, I, I definitely see that average shoot up. Um, yeah, definitely taking the over. So we're all kind of thinking 270, maybe 280. Yeah, I think that's that the kind of, the, of range. The 60 home runs. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> 30 stolen bases. <laughs> and and that's the other thing we got to consider is uh, as long as he's rolling in that leadoff spot. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, he's always in the top three with this team. But with that leadoff spot, he might even sneak in one more AB um, as the game progresses, yeah. too. So that's going to be another factor to consider for Otani. This is uh, an interesting one. When I was looking at his pitching stats, his record across his entire MLB career is 13 wins and five losses. In fact, he went nine and two last year. So I want to ask you guys, what do you think his record is this year? And then the second part of that question is, could he do better than his all-time record, which is 13 and five? Is that possible this season? Uh, Daniel, why don't you start us? So obviously you got to take into account that the six man rotation. So he's Correct. not going to get anywhere near 30 starts. Like I, I right. highly doubt mm-hmm. he's going to get 30, 35 starts like some guys will. So if you're talking about a, a, a 13 and five record, you're talking about 18 starts there. You got to throw in probably a couple of no decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, you know, I don't think his win total is going to be huge just because mm-hmm. like I said, six man rotation, he's probably not going to have nearly as many, um, you know, uh, opportunities, but 
you know, nine and two last year, that's a good record for again how many times they put him out there. Um, I do feel with this team and this bullpen, especially, you're gonna he's gonna leave the game with it could be a three to two game. I feel confident that he's gonna be able to hold on to that uh, W. So definitely, uh, you know, 13, 13 wins. I think 13, 14 wins is a good area. You know, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's like thirteen and three ish kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, the six man rotation is going to take some of that steam away, but I, I do feel comfortable that he's going to be in better positions to win games this year because of the bullpen and because of the offense. That's a very good point. I think that we lost out on some, some Shohei wins. I had the exact number if you want to know because it. of the bullpen. Oh, right. yes, I Andrew. did the homework on this one because I had the exact same yes. thought that bullpen's going to impact Shohei Otani's win total. And so there were six games in which Shohei Otani left, um, with five innings pitched, so in line for the win, with two earned runs or less. Five or wow. six games. So that's six possible wins, realistically. Probably, oh, though, wow. four with a good bullpen that we have mm. this year. Maybe he loses two of those. but So that's kind of the number that could possibly be. And then I think that does put you in line for about the 13 win mark, maybe 12. But I think definitely double digits, which for a guy who's hitting double digit bombs as well, is, is pretty <laughs> darn good. That's pretty nice. <laughs> that's awesome. Mike, what do you think? I think that he can repeat his uh, his overall record. I think he he's thirteen and five this year, and with Andrew and that information, I I feel really confident that he can actually duplicate his career record and go thirteen and five this season. Maybe even get to the fifteen win margin because we have a strong bullpen. Definitely, and there were a few starts that he missed at the. I think he had to skip a start at the beginning of the season. Uh, because of a blister issue, and of course you got to factor that stuff in. Oakland, where well. you can't get on the train or <laughs> yeah, missing, whatever happened missing. there. <laughs> Kurtz is having like made Kurt him late Suzuki to the game move too. <laughs> yeah. But that. if that hadn't happened, then we wouldn't have had the amazing outing that Patrick Sandoval had. That that's night, true, which, right? Yeah. Which put a lot of eyes on yeah. him and made everyone go, "Oh, we need to use him." More. And that's your boy. <laughs> He's your boy. <laughs> that's my boy, man. I love Sandy. Um, so again, and then toward the end of the season too, I think Otani didn't take all the starts that he could have, right? That were available to him. So that's a, that's going to be a really interesting total. But I, uh, I, in my opinion, I think that it could be easily replicated, thirteen and five. And again, I'm just kind of dumbfounded at the idea that his entire uh, career with us is thirteen and five. But you also have to take into consideration he didn't pitch for two of those years, right? And and. Uh, and now that we've got him fully healthy, I'm really excited to see what he can do. He had a respectable uh, 3.18 ERA. What's the over-under on that? Andrew, why don't you start us? Yeah, I'm going to take the over on that. Like I said, I'm taking the over on pretty much every Otani thing, and that includes some of the pitching things, so I'm going to keep keep it in line here. I think he's going to be around the 3-3 three, three mark um, mm-hmm. conservatively. Certainly possible, but I'm going to take over on 3.18. Like that. Mike, what do you think? I'm going to say over, and I would say 3-3 to 3-5. I don't think he'll be higher than 4. I think he'll be under 4, but I would say 3-3 to 3-5. And how about you, Daniel? I might actually take the under just because you saw as the season went on, he had a lot more command. He kind of I feel like he learned, like, I don't have to throw full velocity all the time. I can pick and choose when I want to. I can definitely be more accurate. So, you know, I, I... Without doing the research, I'm not, I'm not Andrew on this one, but just thinking <laughs> out loud, I'm thinking out loud, the early in the season, those walks mm-hmm. hurt him. Everyone knows yeah. he's he very sporadic. So in that early season, how much of those walks come back to hurt him as far as runs in that inning? And if he's kind of tightened that up a little bit, there's an opportunity where that, that ERA can dip. Like I'm not saying he's going to be necessarily, um, you know, two six two seven, but if he's, you know, 305 310 maybe like i can see that because i think he definitely showed that he fixed his command issues later in the year year and i think there will be less opportunity for guys to score runs when there's less guys on base because of the walk i'm gonna go with daniel on this one because daniel is a smart guy and uh (laughs) i i also have to consider the the first inning meltdown of the yankees i don't think i don't know that he has that kind of uh that kind of first inning this season and, you know, every every starter has their worst day, and that was obviously Shohei's worst day as a starter. Uh, but I also think that you make an excellent point in the fact that the command got better over the season, and his, his understanding of the velocity of his fastball, how hard he can throw it and needs to throw it. Like, we saw him going from, like, 
96 and then when he wanted to ramp it up to like 101 it was like a light switch he was just able to do it on command and that was just such a fascinating thing about Otani last season I play I ran the numbers real quick looking at Shohei Otani's second half of the season it was 11 games and it was a 282 ERA when he was like you said that's exactly a, player, what I had a, to. A, a much more selective pitcher yeah Oh, that, that's exactly what you just pulled yeah. up to? <laughs> oh, shoot. We were, we were a little behind the scenes before we recorded. I'm like, oh, this is great. Now I can kick back and relax. And this is one of the perfect opportunities when you don't have to worry about driving the show. You're like, let me pull up this stat real quick while everyone else is talking. Now. And then Andrew's just a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some baseball reference. Yeah, exactly. It might have been a situation of phone versus uh, computer in that case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, okay, so we, we've been talking about Shohei Otani, and again, he was MLB Network's number one player right now, and right behind him was Mike Trout at number two, and it's the only time other than, I want to say 2014 or 2015, where Trout didn't top MLB's top 100 right now, and that belonged to Clayton Kershaw that year. So again, another instance. I you in said which you a couldn't be number one. Can be pitcher. number one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think Alana was with the Dodgers she when was. Kershaw was number one. <laughs> so I don't know how she missed that. But anyway, enough about her. Let's talk about Trout. Mike Trout had 140 games in 2018. Now we know that he missed most of last season with a calf injury. In 2017, he had that thumb injury when he slid into second and it tore some ligaments in his thumb and he ended up playing 114 in 2017. So I want to split the difference here between his last season that had his most appearances, which was 140 and then that injured season at 114. Let's split the difference with 120 games from Mike Trout. What's the over under on that? Mike, what do you think? I'm going to take the over and I would be really comfortable with Trout at the minimum uh, playing 140 games, maybe at the maximum playing 150, 152 games. And mm-hmm. I'm really confident with him sitting out because we do have Adele and we do have Marsh and then we have Ward who can fill in nicely and we're not actually having to rely on somebody that's not going to be great in the outfield or great at the plate. So I'm going to take the over on that one. I like it. Andrew, how about you? I'm over as well. I do think he gets a few more rest days this year. Um and I'm really taking the over because I want to manifest a healthy Mike Trout season. Yes. Like, everyone wants that. I want that. So for the sake of baseball, um, over on 120. <laughs> How about you, Daniel? Yeah, I'll take the. I'll definitely take the over, too, for, you know, we talked about in the first half of the, of, of the conversation, Trout's now like the older guy surrounded by mm-hmm. the youth. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, if he only plays 143 games, I'm perfectly okay with that. Uh, you know, because I think he is going to maybe have a couple more off days than normal. And two, the, the you know, you talk about the thumb injury, then the calf injury. I think those are kind of fluky. You know, the only time I get right. worried about the, the you know, the phrase injury prone is that when it's the same thing that, that keeps on coming up, a back, yes. a, a yes. knee. Like if it's like he goes on the DL or IL for the same thing at three different parts of his career, then it's like, okay, that's an issue. But you have a thumb, you have a calf, you have different body parts that kind of seems kind of fluky. So I will definitely take the over, definitely closer to, you know, 145, 150 in the games played uh, for Mike Trout. We're all wishing for a healthy season from Mike Trout. And I think given what he's gone through, I think, gentlemen, we can all attest to, you have that one incident in your life where you're like, oh, dang. I got to be careful. I got to take it easier. I got to be more careful from now on. <laughs> I'm not on. as young as I used to be. I'm not as young as I used to be. Exactly. Except for Andrew. He's the, the pillar of youth right here. Brings our average uh, age way down. <laughs> I'm growing up too. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that Trout has had his moment of, I know what I need to do to take care of myself, take care of my body. Maybe last year was a wake-up call. He certainly is a gamer who does not want to miss as much time as he did last year. We all know how frustrated he was with that. So I'm I'm comfortable with taking the over on that and, and going 140 to 150, maybe even 155, because I think he's going to do what he can to stay on the field and stay healthy. Now, Trout, in his best seasons, has hit in the ballpark of 40 home runs. He's also had some seasons where he's hit around 30 home runs. So again, I want to split the difference there. Over-under on Trout hitting 35 home runs this season. Daniel, why don't you start? 
yeah, I'm going to take the over. I was thinking 40 coming into the season just because if we're anticipating, anticipating him having a you know fairly healthy season with 140-ish games, you're going to have protection behind you. You're batting second, so obviously you're going to get more at-bats than if you're batting in the 3-4 hole or whatever like that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I was coming into it thinking about around 40-ish, and that's kind of where I'm going to sit is about you know, 40 41, 42. I still think Shohei, kind of going back to our first thing, I think Shohei does lead the lead the team in home runs this year, but I don't think I don't think Trout's far behind. That's gonna be a fun race if those yeah. two are kind of oh, going neck back and forth. <laughs> Andrew, what do you think? Yeah, I'm taking the over as well. I think Mike Trout's what, 30 this year? And I think we're still in prime Mike Trout. And I think prime yeah. Mike Trout is easily hitting 40 home runs. And so I take the over on this. I don't think we start to see a regression yet. I don't think we're ever going to see a regression. It's Mike Trout. Um, <laughs> it's 40 home runs, I think, is, is a nice mark. He Love still it. has Mike, that bat strength. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Even stronger this time. It's, uh, I'm going to take the over as well, so it's tic-tac-toe for us, man. I, I think he's going to be great. And here's the great thing. like, Let's say Otani gets to 50 home runs and Trout gets to 40 home runs, and they're batting – one and two in this lineup my goodness <laughs> that is just gonna be so much fun to watch and so terrible for opposing pitchers that's gonna be an interesting stat who is the uh, in history who's the one two who hit the most home runs from from those spots in the lineup and probably see that shattered by trout and Otani. now i feel like that was a that was an easy one uh, because we all anticipate trout getting in that 40 range especially the way he started last season but how about batting average some of his best seasons he's he's been a 300 hitter sometimes he's been under that sometimes he's been over that where do you guys see him landing in terms of batting average over under on 300 mike what do you think i'm going to take the over because i think he's going to have his best season ever so i'm going to take the over i think he's in i think he's in the the 305 to 310 range andrew what do you think this is what i really want to take the over on I'm going to say under, I'm going to put, but like barely under, like he's the upper, like two nineties mark. He'll spend yeah. a lot of the season in the three hundreds, but he'll end up. Oh, I just, I just, I just second guess myself. I'm <laughs> I was yes. thinking I'm like, he's he'll like fall in September, but like, he's not going to fall in September if we're really competing for something for the first time in a long time. So, mm. Oh, I'm gonna push 300. I'm gonna push. Oh, come on. <laughs> you gotta go with like 300.5 to make sure it's not a push. <laughs> I'm pushing. What, what do you say, Daniel? Uh, you know what? You know, with and this is just kind of a baseball thing more than a Mike Trout thing. I don't think he hits 300. I think like kind of what Andrew was going for at the beginning was like 395 or 295, Ooh. 297. Like I can see that, but I think that's just more so where baseball is now. As far mm. as just Mike Trout, I, I think um, if this was, you know, 10 years ago, pre-shift and pre-launch angle and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, he hits 300 easy. But I think it's just more what, where baseball's at right now. 300 isn't like it was before where it was a goal for a lot of players to get that mm-hmm. 300 number. I think if you were to ask Trout, if you, you know, in an honest moment, hey, you're going to finish a season with 295 as an average. I think he would take that in a heartbeat. Super Halo friends, you can actually help support the pod by simply going to our link tree on our Twitter or Instagram account. We have a great listener. His name is Maddie Nonsense, and he supports the pod with $5 a month. And so you can give uh, a special gift there. And all of that is to continue to support the Super Halo Brothers as we continue to talk about our favorite team. So visit our Instagram or our Twitter at Super Halo Bros, and you'll see the link trink, link tree link in the bio. I can can't say that that's that's a lot right like never mind anyway you can click the link in the bio and you can support us and maybe i can work on like my language and hooked on phonics and stuff like that thank you so much somebody that we should move on to anthony rendon and we have been wanting to see the anthony rendon of of the nationals for the last two seasons unfortunately uh, the 60-game season was only 60 games. Now, he did rank 10th in MVP voting that season. And then last year, of course, I think he had something around 56 games and was out 
uh, for the rest of the season with the the hip injury. But he's had surgery, and and so far in spring, he's looking like the Tony Two Bags of old and something to look forward to. And the one season that he had 146 games was his World Series season. So I'm going to ask you guys, what's the over-under on the number of games that Rendon plays? 140 over-under. Andrew, what do you think? I'm going to take the over on that, too. Again, manifesting healthy season. Um, that's honestly it. Like, I just don't want to say he's going to play under 40, 140 mm-hmm. games. Manifesting health. How about you, Daniel? I think Andrew said it earlier. I can't remember if it was on this part or, or the part one. I'm knocking on every piece of wood I can find, but I'm going to take. I'm gonna definitely going to take the over. Um, I think he's going to be kind of on the same schedule as, as Trout. We kind of mentioned it. Like, if Trout plays, you know, 145 150 that's a good year and i think rendon is still is going to be kind of like on that plan too you you mentioned uh uh, we have fletcher he can play multiple positions so for a game or two if you have to put him over at third base you don't lose a whole lot defensively there and that's a huge help and now when you have uh wade and duffy you can kind of figure those two guys out for like the short and second base for that for that game so yeah i think he's gonna be over i think he's gonna be you're gonna see him i think him and trout have very familiar games played numbers at the end of the year Love it. Mike, what do you think? 100% agree, Daniel. I'm going to say over as well. And I think he's going to have a fantastic year. He's going to be healthy. And we're going to get the Rendon that we knew that we were getting when we first signed him. I didn't realize this, but over his last three full seasons, 17, 18, and 19, Anthony Rendon was a 300 hitter in those full seasons. So what do you guys think? is the over-under on a 300 batting average. Mike, what do you say? This one's hard. I'm going to I'm gonna say over, but I think just barely over. But I'm also <laughs> 301. thinking... 301. Uh, yeah, like three, <laughs> literally 301, 303. I'm just trying to think of trends of how often you have 300 hitters. Daniel, you made a good point about the, the world that we're in with baseball. If Trout's hitting over 300, then maybe other players are not. But I'm going to say that he's going to, because he's having a full season, I'm going to say he's hitting over 300. I'm going to say 301. Well, that there makes, you go. Makes it nice and right. safe. <laughs> One dollar, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, what do you say? Yeah, this one I'm taking the under on. And I think it's the place, at least the way it looks right now, where he's going to fall in the lineup. He's kind of like, not to like kind of dish Jared Walsh, but like the really tough part of our lineup is that going to be Otani, Trout, and then Rendon. And I think mm-hmm. he's going to get just attacked more being that third batter after those two guys. And so for that reason, I think he does fall below 300. But that can also go the other way around where he ends up just getting more opportunities to hit. But I think it falls into like kind of the 290, maybe upper 280s range. Yeah, I think it's still going to be a respectable average, even if it is under. Daniel, what do you say? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I I think it's going to be kind of like Trout. It's going to be in a 291, 292. Yeah, the the Walsh, and there's going to be games where Walsh isn't, you know, if he struggles against lefties, it's it's, Walsh is probably not going to be in there. So Mm -hmm. what kind of protection are you talking about then? You you know, Ward's great, but he's not a guy that is like, oh, he's protection. He's not that capable offensive player yet. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good offensive player, but I don't think he's that kind of that kind of a guy. So, uh, yeah, you know, Rendon, I think he's going to is is Tony two hips now. So I think he's going to get <laughs> he's going to get up there. But I, you know, like I like you guys said, I think it's going to be more around the two ninety three ish, two ninety four ish. Definitely, and 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 you mentioned it, Tony two hips, uh, Tony two bags. He's got his wheels under him again. Uh, another stat that surprised me, and obviously. It shouldn't have surprised me because it's in his name. Uh, Tony <laughs> Two Bags had 40 <laughs> doubles in 17, 2018, and 2019, uh, which which blew me away. I thought that was incredible. 40 over 40 doubles each season. So I want to give a little leeway here, make it a little bit more challenging. What's the over under on 35 doubles this season from Anthony Rendon? Andrew, why don't you start us? over Tony two bags is back for 2022 I think <laughs> even if you look at 2020 he had 11 in what was I don't know 60 games yeah um, so I think that puts him on pace for what would have been over 40 so you count him pretty much consistently before his basically injury year last year um it's over where are we at 30 I was gonna say over 40 but over I'll for sure take over 35 on doubles for Anthony Rendon Right on. Daniel, how about you? Yeah, I'll take the over because, you know, with his doubles, he goes gap to gap. So it's mm-hmm. it's not like he is relying on his speed to get those doubles. It's it's the ball's getting to the wall and he can kind of coast in to second base on a lot of those hits. So, you know, as he gets older, 
his speed might diminish a tad, but the way he hits the ball, that's not going to be a huge issue for him getting doubles. So um, I would definitely take the over, you know, again, knock on so much wood that we can find that uh, <laughs> it is a healthy season. <laughs> and what do you say, Mighty? Give me the over because that's the one thing, even when he's been hurt, he has shown to be able to do, and that's hit doubles. Yeah. So yeah. give me the over. Yeah, obviously, Otani, Trout, Rendon, taking the one, two, three spots to start the season in the lineup. But let's move over to another intriguing player from the starting rotation, Noah Syndergaard, who has looked fantastic in spring. And I wanted to bring this up, and I'm, I don't want to necessarily do an over-under here, if that's okay, but his record in 2019 with the Mets was 10-8. and eight. So I just kind of want to ask you guys, what's the record this season? Daniel, what do you think Noah Syndergaard is going to end up with, wins and losses? So again, you have the same issue with Otani as far as the the six man rotation. Um, Madden said that as far as he goes, there's not going to be a, a limit on on starts or anything like that. When his numbers called, mm-hmm. he should be able to be out there. Uh, but you know, coming back from you know surgery and just hasn't really pitched much in the last couple of years, I do think he will definitely have double digit wins. The eight losses he had in 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 19, I don't think it's going to be it might. Oh man. I'm going to throw it out there. I'll go f- 15 and seven. Ooh, I like that. I think he's going to like have a good a year. And again, kind of what we talked about show. I think offense will put runs on the board. And I do think, uh, he gets into the sixth, seventh inning there. This bullpen is going to be able to, to save a lot of those games. Absolutely. Mike, what do you say? I'm going to say he's double digit in wins. I'm going to put him in the 12 to 15 category. 12, 12 to 15 wins? Yes. Like it. Andrew, how about you? Yeah, I'm just going to basically echo what they said. <laughs> um, it's going to be in that range. <laughs> you look back at his 2019, and a lot of those losses, he just had very little run support, and that was a lot of the story for the Mets for the kind of past few years, mm-hmm. um, was that lack of run support for what was a really strong pitching core. And so hopefully with the Angels in the lineup they have, there'll be those nights where they're quiet, but most of those games hopefully deliver some wins um, and some run support, and, and I think that manifest into you know the 13 14 win mark it's so frustrating to see a pitcher like jacob Degrom last season not get as many wins that he was entitled to because of the the mets offense and and that was another reason i mean obviously he's not going to start the season on time now but uh and and with scherzer as well i was hesitant to take any of the mets like starting pitching (laughs) in fantasy because i wasn't sure if they were going to get the wins or not but i i think that they've improved offensively but i mean man Syndergaard with our offense is going to make a huge impact. Uh, he had 32 starts in 2019 and the lowest he ever had was 25 in 2018. And now Daniel, you brought this up given the six man rotation, how many starts does Syndergaard make? Daniel, why don't you start? Uh, again, he, he's probably not going to obviously not going to get 32, but I can see him getting again, health permitting being the biggest thing. But if he gets his number called every time, um, 27 26 starts i can see that you know obviously mm-hmm. health is going to play a huge part but you know somewhere around there the mid 20s i think is a is a good number and i think honestly if he makes that many starts the angels are definitely getting there's money the money worth out of uh Syndergaard on this one year deal definitely mike what do you say i'm gonna say 25 i think that he'll be able to he'll probably be the one that starts the most in the starting rotation but i would say mm-hmm. 25 starts this year and andrew how about you I think he definitely gets some extra starts like that where, like, I don't know, coming off the all-star break, maybe he pitches that one game before and then the immediate game after on kind of that five days rest, assuming he's not starting the all-star game. Um, But (laughs) for me, my number is right about there, 26, um, six-man rotation, as is mentioned. So, yeah. Yeah, you consider Shohei at 23 in 2021 and, again, missed a start here and there because of a blister or, or just not feeling strong. So yeah, I think a, a, re, a mid twenties seems to be pretty reasonable. Uh, his best, no, Syndergaard's best ERA was in 2016, 2.60. His worst was uh, 4.28 in 2019. So I wanted to split the difference there. What's the over under on three and a half ERA? What do you guys say? Uh, Mike, what do you think? Give me the over. I think that he's going to okay. be a little bit over I don't think he'll be in the fours, but I would say over three and a half. Gotcha. How about you, Andrew? I'm under. I think there's going to be a little bit of that contract year magic. He's got a whole lot to prove. <laughs> He's coming back healthy. 
um, after two years off with that Tommy John surgery. And so I'm taking the under on that one. And Daniel, how about you? Andrew already did this one, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to push. I think three, 350, <laughs> 350 is a good number. I think that's it's a good play. That, <laughs> that's, that's, you know, again, if he's, if he has 25 starts and is a three, five ERA, I, I, you know, I think he's going to, Angels are going to win a lot of game. He, a lot of games he pitched. So, um, I'm going to push and I wasn't going to push, but I remember Andrew pushed. And so I'm like, you know what, what's good for him is good for me. He's smart. So <laughs> I can look smart too. That's that. awesome. So those are the over-unders. Again, we just wanted to look at those four guys on the team that are just probably the most intriguing parts of the Angels this season. Again, with Shohei and Trout and Rendon and Syndergaard. But I want to kind of broaden our scope a little bit as we continue our conversation. And I want to look at the AL West and who is going to win this division. And if you had to venture a guess at how many wins and losses they might have, uh, Daniel, I'll start with you. Who's going to sit atop this division? And we'll talk about wildcard in just a second, but but as far as first place in the American League West, what happens there, Daniel? So I think, obviously, we're an all-angels podcast. We're, you know, super Halo bros. We're the super <laughs> all-angels top place podcast right now. So obviously, um, the Angels is a top of mind. But, you know, we, we kind of talked about it in the last podcast. The Mariners have a lot of guys that mm-hmm. can develop and if they take that next step they already won 90 games last year so yeah um, i believe the astros won 95 games last year and they won a division so i wouldn't be surprised if seattle won 96 games 97 games and and took yeah. the division it's just robbie ray is if he can come anywhere close to his cy young season last year that's going to be a huge bump for the for those guys and in a stadium where it's, it's a pitcher, pitcher ballpark, you know, pitchers, you know, it helps those numbers even more so, but yeah, I'm going to take Seattle. I'm going to take Seattle. going to break the 20 year curse and uh, make the playoffs as a division winner. Cause there's just so many young guys, but so many of those young guys have such big upside. Definitely. Andrew, what do you think? For me, it's the Astros division until someone proves otherwise. I totally agree with Daniel on the the Mariners really could excel this season. And I think, honestly, the next few years could very much belong to the Mariners. But mm-hmm. until the Astros somehow stop developing the incredible talent that they always do, <laughs> I think they're still on top of this division. And what do you say, Mike? That great theologian, Ric Flair, always said, to be the man, <laughs> you got to beat the man. And so I go Ooh. with Andrew on this one. I, I think that the Astros are going to be the ones to watch in the AL West. I think that it won't be 95, 96 wins. I think it actually might be low 90s. We'll get you the division. Yeah, I think I'd have to say that between the Astros, the Angels, and the Mariners, there's going to be so much competition. I I think as Angel fans, obviously we want to lean toward them taking it all, right? But I will say that we're going to be more competitive against those teams who were really just a thorn in our side last season, like the Astros, like the Mariners. And when we take wins, they lose wins. And so I think it's just going to be neck and neck all the way to the end of the season in the ALS. It's going to be really interesting. Now, having said that, what becomes of the wild card? Now, we know that there's expanded playoffs, and now there are 12 teams that who can make it. Um, what do we think is going to happen with the wild card? Andrew, why don't you start us? Yeah, I think there's huge potential for there to be three ALS teams heading to the playoffs this year, mm, with mm-hmm. the winner taking the taking the division, and then the other two taking the wild card. Um, and I think it's the Angels and the Mariners that honestly could very well fall in that wild card. Um, I haven't done my homework as well as I should have on the rest on the other divisions in the rest of baseball, but I'm really like looking forward to, and I, I think I've mentioned the Mariners a lot of times in this podcast. I am very much so looking forward to just the rivalry developing this year between the Angels and the Mariners. And I think for that to cultivate in this like tight wildcard battle, I think would be super fun to watch. It's it as, as a baseball fan, it's intriguing, right? Like not only as an Angels fan and being in competition with the Mariners, but like just to watch good baseball be played with mm-hmm. these teams is going to be really fun. Mike, what do you say? We played so terrible against the West last year. <laughs> and so that's that's really going to be the, the, the key this year for any wildcard team is that they're actually going to play well against their division. And I think for the Angels specifically, they're going to play well against our division. I think we're going to be able to cross our fingers, beat up on the A's, 
But I also think that we're going to be in close competition with the Astros and with the Mariners. So I agree. I think that there's going to be two wildcard teams that come from the AOS. And I think that the better team will be the team that actually does well against its own division. Love that. Daniel, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I do think regardless of, you know, I said Seattle, but I do think, you know, the difference between the first team in this division and like the third team in this division is going to be something like five games, six close, games. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to it's be gonna, so close. It's going to be fun all the way through. I think the Angels do have an advantage because they do finish against um, Oakland this year. And by that time, who knows who is or isn't going to be on the team by then. But <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I, I had I, I talked to a couple of buddies of mine on another podcast and we were kind of talking about our like uh, predictions for the year. So. You know, I, I had the Rays as the first wild card spot because I think that uh, AL East is going to be absolutely crazy this year with what the Jays did and what the Rays usually are in Boston and New York. Mm-hmm. This is going to be just crazy. Um, but I did have the, the Angels kind of slotted in that second wild card spot because I do think they are going to be uh, competitive all year long. And if, like we mentioned before, if, if these guys stay healthy, relative healthy, where they might miss a game here and there, or maybe like, you know, a, a one or two stints on the IL, nothing, you know, month, not talking months or anything like that. I think they're going to be mm-hmm. very, very competitive. And I can easily see them slotting into like that second or third wildcard spot. All right, Super Halo Brother listeners, you can actually rate our podcast on Spotify, or you can rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And we would appreciate a five-star review. It helps to draw attention to our podcast. It gets more listening ears into the podcast to talk about your favorite team, John's favorite team, and my favorite team, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, whatever Artie is calling them right now. So you can rate on Spotify and you can rate and review our podcast on Apple. And a five-star review would be very much appreciated. All right, fellas, last thing before we end our Super All Angels Top Plays podcast, part two. (laughs) It was great being on part one over on All Angels Podcast, and we're so glad everybody came over here to join us for part two. I just want to give you guys the floor, and I want to give you a platform to share your bold predictions. Call your shot. What are you predicting for this season? It could be... Uh, it could be stats, it could be uh, trade, it could be where we end up at the end of the season, whatever you think is going to happen. Be bold and call your shot. Mike, you got a bold prediction for us? I do have a bold prediction. You ready for this? Hit us. The Angels will play in the American League Championship Series. ALCS, baby. (laughs) Fist in the air. I'm pumping it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel, what do you say? So I have one for the AL West, and I have one for just baseball in general. So the AL West one, I will say Astros do not make the playoffs. I think they finish third. I think, like the Angels, I think there is some kind of depth, um, you know, in their minor league system. They don't have a lot coming up. I think they're going to feel the loss of Correa a lot. Um, so I will say the Astros miss out on the playoffs this year as for my AL West uh, bold prediction. It's bold, so you know I'm trying to be out there. As far as a major league kind of prediction, I think the Brewers might make it to the World Series this year. Wow. Ooh, I like that. I That's love good. their I like pitching. That. I love their pitching. I love that the fact they're going to be able to get another bat in that lineup where they struggled last year was offensively. Now they're going to be able to get another bat in the lineup and help them out there. So – yeah, so Astros don't make the playoffs, and Brewers make it to the World Series. There you go. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? My bold prediction is that the Angels will have three starting pitchers going to the All-Star game. Ooh. Ooh. Who's it going to be? I'm seeing Noah Syndergaard and Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. And then number three is going to be Patrick Sandoval. Quick caveat, he's kind of like one of those later ads when people decide they don't want to play or they get injured. But at the end of the day, there are three Angels starting pitchers in the All-Star game. I love I it. I like that. I like the I like caveat. That one feels good, right? That feels makes good. that makes that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, my my bold prediction last year was that David Fletcher was going to be an All Star, and I'm going to do that again. I think David Fletcher is getting to the All Star like game it. this season. I think that I think that with the responsibility of a new role and also not being 
the guy that everyone has attention on because now Trout's back and Rendon's back and everyone's healthy. I think that he's going to play to his abilities. He said it to Sam Blum of The Athletic. I'm a 300 hitter. Mm -hmm. So I think Fletch is going 300 this season, and I think he's going to the All-Star game. So that's one of my bold predictions. Daniel, what do you got? Real quick, under over, I just thought about it right now for you Mm -hmm. guys. (laughs) Under over five and a half Angels players in the All-Star game this year. I'm going to take I'm going to take the under, but I'm going to say four. Who are you for? Otani, Trout, Fletch and Walsh again. OK, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to go four as well. And I'm going to. I'm going to take Fletch out of there. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm going to put. I'm going to put uh, Rysel Iglesias mm-hmm. in there. Ooh. Uh, I think I'm going to take the under at five with Trout, Rendon, Iglesias, Otani, and I'm going to I'm going to say Syndergaard's going to be all-star worthy. There you go. No Sandy in that Forget scenario? Forget that. Yeah, I'm six. I'm over. I'm just saying all-star. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we, got, we, got, we got me at the beginning of Let's all go. this I'm flipping, my and then now at the end of it, we got Andrew flipping, so it's it, it's coming full circle. It's all good. It's full circle. Uh-huh. We're, We're at six. Full circle. Oh, yeah. We're gonna fill Daniel, up. what do you think about that question? Oh, man, I, I asked it. I didn't know if I had it, uh, the answer. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I just think Iglesias, he over, and part of it, too, it's like, how well did you finish the year previous? So, like, if Iglesias continues the the closing streak that he had last year, I think he's a shoe-in because he's already on top of a lot of people's minds from last year. I mm-hmm. think if Trout and Otani have anything close to an all-star season, they're, like, automatics. That's three. Um, ah, man. I like the Noah thing because I think if, Noah, if the Angels are playing well, Noah's going to be rewarded for that because I think he's going to be a big part of it. And that's four right there. Huh. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say four, so I'm going to take the under. There you go. There you go. I got a bold prediction for you guys. Here we go. We will trade for Frankie Montas and get him. He'll be, he'll be the guy that we need at the trade deadline or sometime around there. And the A's are willing to play ball with us because they won't have anything to compete for this season. And I think that we will land Frankie Montas. And I think... This is my prediction. I think Braxton Martinez, the first baseman in the minors, will be part of of some sort of package for Montas. Because I know the A's definitely need first base help, and they want those guys who are like two or three years away. Right. So I'm thinking we can go after Montas, and, and Martinez will be part. Of that package, that's just me. I that's what I'm that. thinking. But we're gonna need Ooh, we're gonna need some starting bold. pitching come <laughs> July. So definitely, I, I think I have a, a, a would you take? So obviously, Ooh, love it. The we have Fletcher at shortstop, but he's very capable, very very capable of playing at second base. If it seems yes. like that is the weakness of the offense, is that you know shortstop slash second base wherever Fletcher's not, would you consider? Because he's probably going <laughs> to opt out next year. Would you consider <laughs> trading for Correa for an offensive production, knowing that you're probably going to get him for one year, so you don't have to worry about the long-term pay, but it costs you um, what, uh, a Bachman or a, a package including him. But mm. if he's if your offense is just a guy, I mean, you're talking putting him in that offense where you talked about all the other guys, would you take that trade? That's interesting. This Mike, has me you're hyper- hyper- can I go? right now. <laughs> can I go? Mike, Mike's ready. Can I go? <laughs> the the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is one hundred percent yes. You make that trade, and you make that trade all day long because Sam Bachman is a nice, pretty name with potential, but Correa has performance, and you you take that trade all day long. Can you imagine that lineup, my friends? You do that. You do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think I think you turned me to the dark side. I thought that we might. <laughs> Go to the dark side oh. <laughs> at the beginning of the season and oh. sign him. But, man, if he's available and, and that's the boost that we need to get to the freaking World Series, I'll take that. I I'll, I have no shame. What do you say, Andrew? Goodness. That is a difference-making move. 
Oh man, but trading but that's away the kind of difference making move that you make with with giving up. A I know you're prospect, right. right. You're right. You're, that's why I'm sitting here and my heart rate's going. I'm not breathing. <laughs> I can't figure out what's going on. It's late when we're recording, and, and Andrew might not be able to sleep for another like two oh, or three hours man. until he comes down from all this. <laughs> man, if only they could see. I'm having an internal crisis. I'm gonna push on this, and I'm just not gonna answer. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, I think I take it. I think I take it. That's the kind of move that really does yes. push you over the top. That would like our lineup would be so solidified take montas too and oof july could be a lot of fun for us that trade deadline could be wild i dare you when this episode go, goes up i think i should get the audio clip from this and then dare you to tweet it out to see what everyone has to say oh my, <laughs> my be great. spinning yep. <laughs> <laughs> i love it That'll cost you a heart yeah, attack. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> daniel what do you maybe think maybe a couple man? death threats no right. <laughs> i think yeah if if it if it's shown that you know, the Angels are there. Maybe they're like two games back of the division and you, mm-hmm. you just didn't get, you know, Duffy kind of regresses a little bit. He is, you know, over 30 and you're just not feeling his offensive production. And, you know, defensively, Correa is one of the best out there, too, at shortstop. Uh, as far as trading, you know, Bachman's first six years of control for for possibly a one year guy. But the way that his Correa's contract is structured. It's perfect because he's if he has a great year, he's gonna opt out. So you're not yeah. you're not tied to him for any long term deal. And if right. it gets you to a serious run with a shot for a World Series, even though I hate trading young prospect pitching because pitching is so valuable, I think yeah, I think you have to take that. I mean yeah, that's a, that's an all in move. I mean it's yep. got to be Carlos Correa is going to make the difference here. This one player is going to make the Angels a World Series team because mm-hmm. that's I mean you're mm-hmm. giving away like you said a six year big potential future guy for a one a half year rental you know it's got to right, be like world series or bust kind of move Whew. i've got one I more i got one more bold prediction oh I all right all right out. i don't know if i could handle anymore one after more, that but, but andrew more. you go for it man i, d- I just took a nitro <laughs> I, know, I know i know i should stop too kurt suzuki is yep. going to be the playoff hero and angel's twitter is going to love him Yes. <laughs> there you go. There you we go. We can end on that note. Dude, he's he's gonna he's gonna get like a two run home run in like a clutch situation oh, yeah. and just like everyone's gonna say, All is forgiven, Kurt. <laughs> you see it? Like if you just close your eyes right now, you can see it. You can see him rounding the bases. Oh, yeah. It was a walk off mm-hmm. hit, right? And people throwing champagne all over him and yeah yeah and then we're gonna have to we're gonna have to eat our words i will gladly eat every word that i've ever said about kurt suzuki yep i will say this though because you know we talk about the angels making a deep run to the playoffs but outside of rendon and suzuki who did it with the nationals the angels don't have any real other i mean syndicar when he was with the mets for that one year but like they didn't win the world series but so you don't have a lot of guys that have been there before and know exactly Mm -hmm. what to kind of anticipate so if if the Angels do end up making a big run to the playoffs, you know, maybe not two run walk off home run and the ALCS kind of deal for Suzuki. But I do think he will have a big impact as far as like, hey, guys, this is how we prepared. This is how we did it. And you have Rondon right totally. next to him. They'll be like, oh, yeah, because they came from the same team that can be like, yeah, we did it this way. And that's, I think that's going to be um, that's going to help the team a lot. Absolutely. And you think about all the youngsters on the Braves last season, you think about like, like Juan Soto in his very first season getting to the World Series and, and Rendon and, and Suzuki being there with him too. So I, I think that's a really good point. I think that even if the, the youngsters are starstruck, they have the talent around them to, to guide them through it. So, gentlemen, this was a lot of fun. Uh, awesome. Daniel, thank you for having us on part one. And thank you both for being here for part two. Uh, Andrew, let's start with you. Where can everyone find you on social media? Yeah, I am on Instagram at Angels Top Plays. Uh, we just hit 50,000 this last week, Woo! which is an incredible Woo! milestone that I'm super excited for and get to celebrate. Absolutely. And then I am on Twitter at Plays Angels. Just hit 1,000. So nice. we are growing. There, we go. there you go. <laughs> Love it. And Daniel, how about you? So obviously... The first part of this podcast, All Angels Podcast, um, anywhere you get podcasts. And then, obviously, our, our social media handles is both the same for Twitter and at Instagram, Halo underscore Haven. Um, you know, a lot of fun reacting with people there. Um, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but anytime Andrew re, reposts a story, I get like three or four followers like instantly. So that's always, oh, that's, always, that's always a great feeling. It's yep. like, oh, look, Top Plays reposted this. Oh, wait, there's like three more people that follow me. I'm like, all right, there we go. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And thank you guys again for 
jumping on the first part and you know this stuff is is, is a lot of fun and uh, this season can't come soon enough soon enough absolutely and 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 for for mike and i we just want to tell both of you guys now that you're both here and we're all in the same episode you guys have been nothing but supportive of super halo bros and we owe a lot to you both for just doing the things that you do retweeting us and sharing our posts on your stories and sharing your fan base with us and and introducing us to to the people who follow you so we mike and i just want to say thank you so much for the ways that you guys have supported yeah, us round of applause last year. Appreciate you I return the round of applause. It's a community, and it's always fun to not only talk, you know, you know, have friends that enjoy baseball, but when you find good guys that can talk Angels baseball with you, it's like on a whole <laughs> different level. You're like, did you see that? Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, like, and you start like freaking out together, like little schoolgirls. It's like it's awesome. It's fun. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Yeah. You hang on to those friends, <laughs> and I only put stuff out there that I genuinely think is good. And what you guys are putting together, Daniel, you have well as well, of course, for so many years. Uh, but Super Halo Bros jumping on the scene in this last year, it's genuinely good content. People come here, they get really awesome. It's just a good time and fun to listen to. So I like to draw my followers to good, genuinely good content. <laughs> oh, that Thank means you. a lot, man. Thank you so much. Awesome. All right, y'all. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. As for uh, us here, the Super Halo Bros, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And we'll see you next time on the Super Halo Brothers of Los Angeles Angels podcast. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.